0: 3.59, I think, was 3.59, 3.59. What time is it now? Uh, It is now 4.56.
1: And according to these frustrated families, not only was the bus more than an hour late for drop-off.
0: My son misses violin lessons today. It was at 4.30.
1: It was also 30
2: minutes late picking students up.
1: Imagine that you're a parent trying to get your kids settled into their back-to-school routine. But the bus that's supposed to bring them there and take them home is missing in action. That is what's been happening in Howard County, Maryland over the past 10 days. Thousands of students in the county public school system were late, weren't picked up or dropped off, or were taken to the wrong places, throwing family schedules into chaos.
0: Howard County parents are very mad, (laughs) to put it it pretty frankly.
1: That is Daniel Zawadney, who covers transportation for the Baltimore Banner. Howard County, like a lot of school districts around the country, has a bus driver shortage. In response, the district made a lot of changes. It limited bus service overall, meaning a lot more kids had to walk to school. And the district contracted with a company called Zoom, spelled Z-U-M, a Silicon Valley startup that promises to bring high-tech solutions to student transportation. It's supposed to cover almost half the district's bus routes, but somehow, in between the company and the schools, those promised solutions became major headaches. Buses on more than 20 routes were abruptly canceled, and parents were getting conflicting messages from Zoom and the school district.
0: I talked with one parent who the bus number of a cancellation was in an email, was in her inbox, and it was her child's bus number. But it wasn't the same number that the school had provided. So she wasn't sure what to do in the next morning. She went out there to take her child to the bus stop. Uh, She saw a bus come in the neighborhood So then she was thinking, oh, so we do have a bus. But then the bus skipped her stop.
1: Families were left trying to cobble together solutions. I can't. This is very
0: inconvenient for me because I work nights. And I don't, you know, my husband also works nights. So we alternate schedules. So this is very much of an inconvenience for me.
1: How much of this do you think can be placed at the feet of Zoom, this high-tech, school bus contractor that we're going to talk about in a few minutes?
0: It's kind of hard to say. We've heard from uh, school officials. We've heard from other bus, smaller bus contractors. We've heard from parents. Uh, But we really have not heard much from Zoom. They have been very difficult to get a hold of. When all this started, the reports that we were hearing anecdotally from parents was that Pretty much all the late buses were, were, were Zoom buses. Uh, also all of the, the 20 routes that were canceled uh, were Zoom routes. Those were routes that Zoom was supposed to be covering. So pretty much all the anecdotal evidence that we have received has been in some way connected to Zoom.
1: Today on the show, tech companies love to promise disruption but this is probably not what they had in mind. I'm Lizzie O'Leary, and you're listening to What Next TBD, a show about technology, power, and how the future will be determined. Stick around. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. It's not surprising that a company like Zoom emerged to try to bring tech to the world of school busing. It's a huge market, and districts across the country operate with a mix of public employees and contractors. Zoom promised to bring more transparency to the process with things like an app for parents to track where their kids' buses are.
0: So, Zoom is kind of the, the flashy new, new kid on the block. They are this Silicon Valley tech company. Uh, venture capital funded tech company that is getting into the student transportation space. So they, they were initially providing more kind of like a smaller transportation operations for different, for different school districts. So doing more of the, like uh, a van of five to 10 kids, maybe doing transportation for, for children with special needs, getting them to school before then branching out and expanding into full-on, like, yellow bus service, what they're doing now. They've been operating in cities like uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, on the West Coast, and expanded to, I think, Chicago. And they have maybe, like, eight other cities where this year they're expanding, including uh, Howard County.
1: For people who are not familiar with Howard County, can you describe it a little bit? who, How big is it? Who lives there? What's it like?
0: Yeah, Howard County is... Uh, it's a really interesting uh, sort of melting pot of of people and communities in in between Baltimore and Washington. It's, it's a a district that's located pretty much halfway between it's a suburb, pretty much halfway between Baltimore and Washington DC. There's communities within it, like say Columbia, Maryland, that was a a fully planned community that um, was kind of, Envisioned by its founders to be this sort of utopian, like everyone is living with with folks who are of different races, different socioeconomic backgrounds, all different sorts of folks, kind of coexisting in harmony uh, in one place. And so, um, Howard County has been a very popular place for folks in the Baltimore area to to move to, I would say. But Howard County has always had this reputation of really good schools. And as a result, property values are a little higher. Um, it's it's generally considered tougher to kind of buy a home there than, say, in certain parts of Baltimore County or uh, certainly Baltimore City or other places.
1: In Howard County, one of the company's first major deals on the East Coast, Zoom signed a $27 million contract to operate almost half the district's bus routes for three years. They promised to modernize the way schools provide transportation.
0: They describe the industry as one that is antiquated, one that has not seen any sort of change or disruption in a very long time, um, that kind of relies on the good old way of doing things. So what what Zoom really strives to do is infuse tech into student transportation to modernize it, essentially. That sounds um, like an Uber pitch. So they've actually been described uh, online by some folks as Uber for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom has a mobile app that parents and families can download, and that basically provides real-time uh, GPS tracking for all of their buses. So a parent could theoretically be checking their phone to see that this that the bus is uh, in the neighborhood and just uh, two stops away, and so they know when to send their child out to the bus stop to catch the bus. Um, they can also confirm that their child got on and on the bus at the end of the day. Um, they have things like uh, students get swipe cards with their, maybe it's their um, school district ID badge that they can use to swipe onto the bus and it it pings on the driver's tablet whether or not that is their bus and they're supposed to be on. It also notifies the parent, hey, your child just got on the bus and is on their way home. Um, all their buses have driver-facing cameras that use artificial intelligence to give the drivers a running safety score. So they use the example with me of, you know, if a driver... Is doing rolling stops at stop signs you know where you come up to a stop sign and you slow down but you don't come to a complete stop that it'll basically dock the driver for that rolling stop and say hey you've done an x number of rolling stops and you need to kind of work on that for your safety rating Um, the buses are decked out with seat belts they have pull-down harnesses for the little kids who might still need a car seat Uh, They've got all these bells and whistles to kind of improve the overall rider experience as well, in addition to the tech stuff.
1: Zoom also promotes sustainability, saying that its on-road fleet will be 100% electric by 2027. And that, Daniel says, is part of the pitch to school districts.
0: They kind of sell themselves on being more of a sustainable option, which, at least for Howard County, is interesting because when I visited their bus yard... Uh, They had 250 brand new yellow school buses on the yard and they were all diesel. So they were purchased brand new zero miles on them for the school year um, and they're all diesel. And so I asked, I was like, well, if you're supposed to be fully electric by 2025, why'd you buy all these diesel buses? Uh, And they essentially said, you know, oh, there's always a market for them. Someone will buy them. We basically kind of shrugging it off and saying, we'll be able to sell them, it's fine. Um, And I guess replace them all with electric buses soon. So there was this promise of the electric fleet, which I I mean, sure, it's probably, it's too soon to tell if in two years they're going to have replaced all of these buses with electric buses, so we'll see. But then at least with the tech side of things, um, there was a lot of hiccups in the rollout of some of these tech features in Howard County this year.
1: Do you have a sense from parents in other districts or other school districts maybe on the west coast like has it been successful do do families like what they're getting from
0: zoom i spoke with a parent out in san francisco who shared with me that she loved the mobile app that it was super convenient she, she even said that her son oftentimes i believe her son is a fourth grader her son would uh, look at the mobile app while he was eating breakfast and he would track his bus and be like, mom, my bus is almost here. I've got to get out to the stop soon. Uh, so it was kind of fun for him to do. And also she, uh, as, as a mother knew, okay, well I can see when the bus is on its way from school back home. So I know kind of when I need to be at the stop to meet my son and, and walk back, walk back home with him. So, uh, that it was super convenient from her. I also connected with uh, the director of, of transportation for for the Oakland public school system. And Oakland has actually started using a couple different, con- they were using a couple different contractors and then gave some smaller routes to Zoom. And now over the course of a couple of years, they've actually trans- transferred 100% of their service to Zoom. So now Zoom is the sole provider of student transportation in Oakland's school district, um, because they've been so impressed with the service uh, and parents have had such good things to say.
1: But Howard County had a decidedly different experience. When we come back, how the chaos
2: unfolded. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
1: Despite getting rave reviews on the West Coast, it's clear from Daniel's reporting that Zoom over-promised and
0: underdelivered in Howard County. They assured me that, that they were going to have everything covered and be fully staffed for the first day of school. And then after Monday morning that buses weren't showing, this message goes out about the 20 cancellations, uh, buses are showing up late, uh, parents are noticing that the driver's don't really seem to know where they are or where they're supposed to be going or where they're supposed to be stopping. All these other details kind of start to come out of the woodwork about what is going on. So some of the things like Zoom actually had to fly, I think it was 71 drivers from Washington State to come in to fill these 230 routes that they had. Oh my gosh. Ahead of the start of school, 71 drivers came from Spokane and Seattle, Washington to come in and try to handle these routes. Uh, And then you have reports of drivers looking at fumbling through paper maps, and they're not really. They don't really know where they're supposed to be driving, um, which is also a safety concern. We had reports of kids actually needing to direct the drivers on the bus where they were supposed to be going and where they're supposed to be stopping. Drivers driving over grassy medians in the bus. So it sounded like this plan of trying to bring in drivers from out of state to cover the routes. Um, I guess they were trying to rely on Zoom part of their... Part of their tech-infused rollout is all the drivers have tablets, working tablets, that have turn-by-turn route navigation for the routes. um, That is telling them where to go.
1: We reached out to Zoom for a statement. The company's CEO, Rita said, We know it's impossible to state how hard this past week has been for the parents and students in Howard County. For that, we apologize. Zoom's statement went on to say that they're, quote, clear-eyed about a national and statewide driver shortage and said the company has managed to turn a 43% driver deficit in Howard County into nearly full coverage. Zoom also said the school district had changed several routes just before the first day of school, something Daniel reported as well.
0: Apparently, the school district had either changed up some of the routes or didn't have everything determined ahead of time and handed the routes to Zoom on Saturday, uh, right before school on Monday. And Zoom didn't have time to digitize them and put them into their navigation software. So then you had folks from Spokane, Washington, who Zoom has not been forthcoming about how long they had been in town, to know basically how well they were able to be trained on the route, if they were able to do dry runs ahead of time, um, fumbling through a paper map trying to figure out where they're supposed to be going to pick kids up on the first week of school.
1: Why did Howard choose Zoom to, to take over at least a a pretty large part of their transportation fleet?
0: It's not totally clear. And I, and I don't think families in Howard County are necessarily convinced and satisfied with the official answer. So Howard County, as I mentioned, has, has, depended exclusively on private companies to take care of student transportation. At one point, you know, say maybe 20 years ago, that was as many as 50 different companies providing, providing these services. Now it's down to about 21, I think, or 22. Um, But there's still a lot of different companies that are doing it. And a lot of them are smaller kind of locally owned businesses. And for the past couple of years, like, in much of the rest of the country, there's been this shortage of bus drivers and, and officials estimate that it's been anywhere from about 80 to 100 uh, drivers short that they've been. Hmm. And in the answer they've given to basically why they selected Zoom, they allude to Zoom is really confident that they can fix the bus driver shortage and be fully staffed by the start of school and that they can handle all the routes that that they're bidding on. And they point to Zoom's high wage that they that they give compared to what other companies are able to provide to a generous benefits package that they have as part of their their offering to new hires. So they point to these things as basically Zoom's going to be able to fill these fill these positions and hire the drivers to do it, so we're going to give it to them. Unfortunately, it seems like they were just as susceptible to the driver shortage as other companies were.
1: I think I have this image in my head, maybe from my own childhood or, I don't know, not having a kid who takes the bus yet, he's still in preschool. But I think I thought, oh, it's drivers hired by the district, the way it was when I was a child. That is clearly not the case anymore.
0: It's a fascinating thing to dive into here in Maryland because of our 23... Different school districts, the majority of them use a mix of in house drivers and private companies to kind of fill out the, the full landscape of student transportation. So most of them are using some mixture of buses that are owned by the school district, driven by employees of the school district, and then private companies kind of come in and fill in some of those gaps. But Howard County is the only district here in Maryland that relies exclusively on private companies to perform uh, student transportation services or to deliver student transportation services. It's definitely different from from when I rode a yellow school bus to elementary school um, back in the however long ago that was. (laughs) Um, Don't tell me it'll
1: make me feel old. (laughs) What has the school district said? I, I watched the county superintendent give this long press conference that was like a festival of using the passive voice.
2: Now I wanna talk about the avoidable errors that you understand in a full transparent way. That one, I have been meeting on this topic with our leadership teams for six months to prepare for the first day of school. And once again, unfortunately, I'm extremely, extremely disappointed that there were errors that could have been mitigated That were not.
1: It was like, none of this is telling me who feels like what went wrong. What have they told you?
0: It feels to me like all of the facts are not out there, because there's been instances where school officials have, have taken responsibility for this, and they've said, you know, this is on us, and we're so sorry that this happened. Uh, but there's also been instances where school officials had say, "Hey, you got to talk to Zoom about that." Uh, this was on them, and then there's and then you go to Zoom, and Zoom says, "Well, you know, this is kind of on the school system." Zoom, ha- I, I should say, Zoom has also accepted some responsibility for this as well. Uh, I think both sides have accepted some degree of responsibility, and they've also kind of passive aggressively thrown the other under the bus. So to speak. So to speak. Excuse the excuse the use of the of the language there. It seems like for certain things there's a little bit of finger pointing going on, which is is interesting. And again, gets to this idea that we have more questions, uh, specifically for Zoom. And in some instances, yes, more questions for the school district, but it's been it's been tough to get more answers.
1: Where do things stand now? I mean getting a kid off to school is hard enough without not knowing how they're going to get
0: there. It is. I should say this is, this is not a like complete district wide. Like it's there, there are families, there are students that are, that are getting to class on time and their buses are showing up and everything's okay. Um, But you know, for some of the families, like those original 20 routes that were canceled, there's still some of them that have not been restored. We've talked to, to several parents who are basically formed these like, just on the go sort of carpools where they are taking turns, parents shuffling three, four, however many kids it is to school, however many they can fit in their car, I guess, uh, to get to school and taking turns doing, doing carpooling. Um, and then of course the original issue of now more students have to walk. I did hear from one teacher on the second week of school, mentioning that uh, the school has still been taking attendance later in the day than they usually do to basically allow for all these students to arrive late, uh, but still count towards being present for the day because it's not their fault. Um, So the issues I'd say are getting better, but they definitely are still there.
1: You know, we cover tech on this show, and there are obviously a a lot of good things that tech has done in schools. It does make me wonder, like, was this an industry that needed to be disrupted? Is this a place where technology has made an improvement?
0: I was just having this conversation with my editor earlier of, of, you know, a couple months down the line, is Zoom going to kind of get things figured out in the district? And then it's going to be seamless. And then things are going to be great. Parents are going to use the app. They're going to love it. That definitely is a possibility. It seems like in other parts of the country, that's what's happened, that It is going really well, and parents and families really do appreciate the the kind of new tech that allows them to track their child on their way to school and things like that. But you know, it also makes me think of my own experience uh, riding riding Miss Gloria's bus to elementary school every day. You know, I Miss Gloria was my neighborhood's bus driver for I don't even know how long. My my parents just told me that she just retired uh, only like a year or two ago. And, you know, she didn't, she didn't need a tablet to say whether or not the students that got on the bus were supposed to be there or not because she knew all of our names and she knew our parents and, and knew the route like the back of her hand. She didn't need turn-by-turn navigation because she knew the, the route like the back of her hand. Um, we didn't have confusion with bus numbers because I knew when I got out of school Just look for the bus that had a brown piece of construction paper in the window that indicated this is the brown bus and that's your bus to ride. (laughs) So it feels like, okay, we've done this for a really long time and it's worked. So do we need all of this tech to quote unquote improve the service?
1: Daniel Zawadny, thank you for your reporting and for talking with
0: me today. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on.
1: Daniel Zawadny covers transportation for the Baltimore Banner. He's also a core member of Report for America. And that is it for our show today. What Next TBD is produced by Evan Campbell and Patrick Fort. Our show is edited by Jonathan Fisher. Alicia Montgomery is vice president of audio for Slate. TBD is part of the larger What Next family. And we're also part of Future Tense, a partnership of Slate, Arizona State University, and New America. And if you like what we are doing here, the best way to support our work is by joining Slate Plus. Just head on over to slate.com slash whatnextplus to sign up. All right, we'll be back on Sunday with another episode. I'm Lizzie O'Leary. Thanks for listening.